today on the news and why it matters. South Carolina primary has come and gone. Is Joe Biden finally making a run for the 2020 presidential election? Also, the latest candidates to drop out. And there were several. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Happy Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined by the one and only Mr. Glenn Beck. Hello. 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 Uh, we've also got Chad Prather, host yes, of right. the Chad Prather Show. We're just going to make this a thing now, I think. Jimmy Sweet. Jimmy Sweet. <laughs> so you say, huh? And, of course, the Blaze.com's own Aaron Colon. Hi, guys. I got no accents. <laughs> <laughs> you to ruin it. Nothing. Ruin it. Where's uh, yours? Hello. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's all you're getting from me. Uh, so South Carolina has come and gone. Uh, we can we can get into those results, but um, after those results, which of course Joe Biden won, uh, took took it away, which was there was no surprise there. Bernie Sanders came in uh, right underneath him. I know that that's a little hard to see, but uh, let's see. Bernie Sanders at almost 20 percent. Joe Biden took it away at 48.7 percent. Polls uh, are right. The late polls were right. There's one poll that had him up uh, 28 or 20, 28 points, which is exactly what, what it ended up to be. Um, and the polls are moving again. Boy, people are so desperate to have anyone but Bernie Sanders, it seems. Last week it seemed like Bernie Sanders was on fire and sweeping the world. No, man. You give Joe Biden a chance just to go, and they will vote for him. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Bernie's support, even in South Carolina, I saw uh, a poll that had him within, I think, five points. Or Joe Biden Over. was only five points ahead of everyone until the Cuba comments. <laughs> yes, until the debate. And he did the he Bernie did so horribly um, with the with the you know what's. Truth is truth. Cuba's great. I was just swimming there last week. And you're like, okay, man, you are out of your mind. Nuts. And then it all fell apart and people went to Biden. And I thought Biden had an embarrassingly bad performance. When you'll take the guy who's like, is the answer shoe? <laughs> I'm running That's for the Senate. Yeah. I mean, when you have that guy and people are like, I'll take the senile one over the communist one. That's well, they want something. the young man is what they want. Yeah. They want the 77-year-old. Yeah. He is. Seven, he's now the youngest man yeah. right. in the race. In, in the, the race, race yeah. he is the comeback kid, which they <laughs> call Clinton. But he's like the, I don't know, the, the <laughs> comeback relic or the comeback antique. Yeah. Clinton well, was you a see, kid. You see a different sort of liberal in the Deep South, right? Yeah, they're not going to go for Bernie's shenanigans and antics and his economic ideas as much in South Carolina as they are in New England or even with the coastal elites. They're just not going to stomach that kind of deal. So the Biden thing doesn't surprise me. It's going to be interesting, though, when, when it starts getting a little bit broader on this thing. Mm -hmm. And, and let's, let's face it, I mean, there are so many gaffes still to come out of the mouth of Joe Biden. I, I just, every time, every day, there's going to be something different that's going to come out. Well, that's but, the thing. When you have fewer candidates, now we're going to get more spotlight on Biden. It's going to give him more time more. to slip up. But I think they waited until, like, it really got to the point where it's like Bernie's really going to get this thing to where they said, OK, we've got to go with Biden. I think they tried to avoid that as long as they could. I think Donald Trump was right this weekend when he said this really shows that um, they don't want they don't want Bernie Sanders. The Democrats are working. I mean, look at 
Look, you didn't get the Republicans to do this. Remember, everyone was like, no, I still have four votes I could get, and nobody would drop out. Uh, and it just created a clear path for Donald Trump. Look at how, yes, ya vol, mein Führer, we will drop out today. They're all doing it. Buttigieg. Why would Buttigieg drop out? I'm guessing a deal Jerry of some Cunningham sort. Sure. Klobuchar. Klobuchar, you're, you're going all the way until you get to Minnesota in 12 hours and the one place you could win? Why would you drop out? I mean, it shows that they are doing everything they can to pave the path for Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, Which they're Klobuchar, obviously... Klobuchar has already come out and said she was, is going to endorse Joe Biden as yeah, well. Right. I think Buttigieg is making a very... If he does end up endorsing Biden, it's a, it's a real political bet he's making to go the moderate side versus the more progressive side, which is where I think we all kind of know that he is. Yeah. But he's kind of betting that down the road, politically, it'll be a good move for him to go with Biden versus Bernie. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, Tom Steyer. I know everyone's like, who? Who? Yeah, Tom Steyer. He, uh, he dropped out as well. Which How was... did that guy ever make money? <laughs> I mean, I'm bad with money. Yeah. This guy... <laughs> Look at what he's done. He's, he's such saying, a nothing. Like he's, it's like when you think Tom Steyer, like a, a certain image doesn't just come to your mind. No, nothing. You go, that guy stands out. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Nothing. I mean, there's nothing. There's no who icon. Comes of, to I mean, who comes to mind? No, I mean you do. No, I mean, that tie, right? I don't mean who comes to mind with <laughs> yeah. Tom Steyer. I mean who. The word who, who yeah, comes who. to mind <laughs> when yeah. you think Tom Steyer? That's the thing, and I mean, four hundred million dollars or however much he spent. My gosh, I mean, I, and I think that the, what one delegate? Well, this whole thing. I think one? that there's a lot of folks like him and Mike Bloomberg who think that Donald Trump bought the presidency because he was a wealthy man, billionaire, he or whatever. Didn't. But he, he didn't, didn't spend any exactly, money. He didn't spend any money. And these guys thought they could just come in there and and if I were say Mike Bloomberg after the way I'd been treated by this uh, group of folks, and he said that when he is out, he's going to put his money behind whoever the person is. He thought he was going to buy some favor by saying that, but they decimated Bloomberg. I mean, they've decimated him. So all these guys, they are not doing what Trump did. Steyer certainly didn't. Uh, and Trump, Trump was right this weekend in his CPAC speech. He said, you can't buy. They, they need to understand, you cannot buy the American election. You can get close, you can get your name around, but after a certain point, you got to deliver the goods. You got to be able to hold people's likeable. attention, and yeah. Have some kind of personality or charisma, and those right. guys He's have got zero. None. No, not none. A bit. Well, speaking of Bloomberg, uh, he was speaking to parishioners at a black church in Selma, Alabama, over the weekend, and this uh, is going to be good. Really awkward sight. Yeah, the parishioners, many of them, they just turned their backs to Bloomberg as they were, as he was talking. Watch. The black family is being systematically robbed and exploited. Yeah. Press was the call to action, and that's what our Greenwood Initiative resolved to do. And we're going to do it by achieving three things. One, we're going to help a million more black families own a home. Two, we're going to double the number of black families. So, kind of mixed, uh, mixed reactions in that room, um, Glenn. I, now kind of disrespectful to do to anyone in a church, right? You could argue. Uh, I mean, I just don't like politics and church being mixed myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, if we had politicians coming to my church and standing up behind the pulpit on Sunday when I'm supposed to be there worshiping God, I'd be like, get the hell out. Or, or I would leave. 
Right. I wouldn't go. I <laughs> right. mean, what? this is God's day. Right. I'm here to worship God. I'm trying to commune with him. And you're jamming politics down my throat? Tuesday night, go ahead. Come to the church, use the church, invite members of the church. But I don't, I mean, I don't, they're, they're probably standing because they disagree with him. They don't like him and everything else. I would be like, guys, what are we doing here? What are we doing? You think a church that size, it looked like a relatively sort of small church, and there's a lot of family dynamics involved in that. And I assume there's a lot of conflict versus, you know, the pastor, whatever incentives he got to invite Bloomberg there. And there's probably a small contingent or however many people that disagreed with it. And so they want to protest because they're so invested in that church that to just leave, mm-hmm. like in a situation like that, it's such a part of your community. You don't just want to leave. You want to fight for what you believe in in your church. And when you have somebody like Bloomberg coming in, speaking on Sunday, I mean, that's, like you said, that's disrespectful, that's divisive, and it's something that you don't want one in your, your religious body. The issue was they couldn't see him. He was behind the podium. They were turned around looking for him. Maybe he's in the back of the room. We hear his voice. Where hey, Mike. He How you doing, Mike? Searching, frisk, stopping, frisk. We're going against the wall. You know they got a weapon. If it's not on them, it's at their house. I mean, that, that's not going to go over so well. But I just think maybe they were looking for the guy. You know? They, you just, they just were confused you know, was, as to where he yeah, was. It was amazing. I sat uh, waiting to watch the president speak at CPAC. I sat right there. If, if I was the president, I was sitting right there in the front row. And I watched them put everything together for about 30 minutes before he spoke. You know, they had to, you know, hey, everybody, watch this documentary. And they're, it's Secret Service. There was like 30, at least 30 people putting his podium and stuff together. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And um, uh, Kevlar, you know, you saw signs that said CPAC mm-hmm. next to it. No, those were bulletproof shields that they assembled with a erector set and wrenches um, so he could duck down in case anybody shot. It was amazing what the president, all presidents have to live through now. Um, but what was really funny is when they put the podium up, it comes out of its big flight case, beautiful case under like a velvet thing. It's all leather. It's beautiful. They put it into place and then they're adjusting the teleprompters. There's a drawer at the bottom that pulls out, and it's a step stool because the guys who were doing it are not as tall as the president. All of those podiums are made for each president. He's the opposite of Michael <laughs> Bloomberg. He's this giant that everybody else needs a step stool just to, on his podium just to adjust everything on top and get it all right. It was pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the president speak at CPAC, Chad? We were there. Yeah, we were there. Did you watch? Yeah. You saw him? Yeah. Was that not a Netflix it, comedy special? It's the, ti- the comedy timing that Donald Trump has is absolutely impeccable. I mean, the guy just knows how to deliver a line. And that's the thing that so many people in the mainstream media and folks on the left don't understand because they've become such a humorless culture that they, they're going to take it as policy when everybody that's sitting there in an electrified room and laughing understands this is a joke. Belly laughing. I've- yeah. I that was the funniest comedy show I have seen yeah. in a long, long time. I mean, if he was on the left, he'd get an Emmy for each of these <laughs> appearances on TV because you're right. I never noticed how impeccable his timing is everything in comedy. And it's hard. He his he was flawless in comedy, but you don't get it. If you're just watching it in clips, you don't really understand Mm it. Um, You don't understand the whole relationship. I've always hated his speeches. And I'm always like, 
stick to the prompter, stick to the prompter, stick to the prompter. That's why he has such loyal people is he goes back to the prompter and he's like, and, you know, we did all these things, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And he's reading it almost like that. And we're doing all these wonderful things. And then you go, really, can I tell you something? You know what happened this week? It was almost like a rest period. But when he would start going back into the speeches, you'd all be like, okay, wow, this is yeah. incredible. You wouldn't even be listening to the speech part. And then he'd go back in. He trusts his crowd. He treats them like they're friends. I'm telling you the inside scoop. I know I'm president. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy that I'm president, but I'm president. Let me tell you what happened. Then he does his little presidential thing, and then he's like, oh, yeah, but let me tell you about Minnie Mike. He's trusting them, and they are trusting him, and it's you become friends with him. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen Live is totally, would you agree with this? Oh, 100%. Totally different. You all of a sudden get it. You're like, oh. Yeah. Sarah and I are still joking about when we saw his speech in Florida back in December because it's just a routine. I mean, it's hilarious, but you're right. That is what I'm trying to explain. Money doesn't buy that. No. Money doesn't buy that. I don't care how much you have or how much you spend. Money doesn't buy that sort of relationship. There's no one except for Bernie because Bernie's just flat out crazy, but he's got the same thing with his people. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't express it. They're just assuming. They're just assuming, oh, yeah, I know what he's saying. Oh, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Trump just says it, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And, and when he is standing there and he's speaking, it's almost as if these are the, you're the only people in the world I can trust, and it's true. You're my supporters. You stood in line to get here. I trust you guys. And I'm kind of taking a little poll. I want to know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? He gauges the audience and he stands and he watches them. How are you reacting about everything? So he's learning. He's doing his own polls. He's, he's listening to them. He trusts them to be able to have protection for him. He'll say anything because he knows they'll, they're there for him. He, they get it. And the exact opposite. They know that Donald Trump is not the guy and a guy that's going to betray them and say one thing to their face and then go into the Oval and say, yeah, those people are stupid. It's this weird symbiotic relationship where you really begin to understand why people will walk through a wall of fire. He's the only guy that has ever spoke their language. Treat them not like with respect, Treat them as family, as friends. He's treating them. I felt like I was a friend sitting upstairs in the White House watching the debate with him and going, all right, don't tell anybody this because I know I'm the president, but is this not nuts? He says it, and nobody's ever done that before. He's beyond brilliant. I thought thought maybe 50% of it was brilliant. And the rest of them is just like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. His timing was so smart and so spot on. I think the guy's way underrated, yeah. way underrated. Uh, up next, support for Joe Biden after the South Carolina primary is on the rise. Also, the, uh, the odds 
for the candidates that are still in the Democratic primary. But first, I want to talk to you about Candid Clear Aligners. Uh, I have been straightening my teeth with Candid Clear Aligners because I had braces and headgear and the whole nine yards a long time ago. And who wants to wear their retainers after they get their teeth straightened? No one. You know what? That's a bad decision because your teeth shift when you get older uh, and you end up with crooked teeth again. Tell it to my kids. <laughs> I will, actually. Well, I wish they'd get that. Yes, it's so hard to learn. Uh, I had to learn the hard way. You probably, you may have, that may have happened to you as well. You got to check out Candid. Uh, beyond delivering clear aligners directly to your door, to your home, they also include remote monitoring by your orthodontist throughout your treatment. So you can get the same treatment oversight that you would get by seeing a regular orthodontist in person, but you don't have to actually go into the doctor's office, sit in the waiting room, and you're getting it at 65% less than braces. You can remove them whenever you eat. Uh, they're totally invisible, and you can transform your smile without anyone noticing a thing. Uh, they do not use general dentists. Candid does not. They only use orthodontists. You are getting the experts in tooth movement. If you got a wedding, something coming up, a special event coming up this year, you have got to go to Candid. The average treatment length is only six months. You will start seeing results way before then. Trust me on this. It has worked beautifully for me. It can for you as well. you got to go to CandidCO.com slash Y. That is CandidCO.com slash Y. If you use code Y, you will get $75 off. And that's on top of that whole thing being 65% less than braces. It is a steal, you guys. Go to CandidCO.com slash Y. Use promo code Y to get $75 off. Support for uh, Joe Biden rises seven points nationally after his South Carolina win. Uh, let's see. Sanders received 29 percent support to Biden's 26 percent support, according to the latest national poll uh, done by Morning Consult. But in a similar poll taken before the South Carolina primary, Sanders had received 32 percent support and Biden only had 19 um, obviously, Super Tuesday is coming up tomorrow. Really big, really big day for Joe Biden. I kind of wonder why his support would move so much. We knew he was going to win South Carolina, right? I mean, yes. it's not a surprise. And right. so the idea that people suddenly are like, wow, he's a winner now after, like, no, like, he <laughs> no, is who he's he still was. The same guy. Yeah, he is who he was, and we're going to find that out as he goes on. But if he's got these candidates endorsing him now, and I think, you know, Amy Klobuchar is coming to Dallas to campaign for him, you know, it's going to push him forward. I don't know if it's going to be enough, but the idea, the narrative that they're trying to push that he has suddenly turned a corner and he's going to do something different now than the stumbling that he's done the whole time is kind of a joke. Which you have to, I mean, it's got to be a combination of the timing of Bernie and what he's saying uh, about, you know, socialism and communist regimes and Joe Biden winning South Carolina, all of that kind of coalescing at the same time, Chad? Let me give you my philosophical and deep analysis. This is like trying to figure out which clown's about to get out of the car. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, who's gonna emerge on this thing? And at the end of the day, who really cares? Because there's a strategy on the part of Donald Trump. There has to be, whoever's counseling him in terms of debates coming up. And by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and make the prediction. If I could go to Vegas and lay money on the odds here, I believe that first debate is going to be the most widely watched television program in the history of American television. I think it's going to break every record, whoever it is. So it really doesn't matter because there's but a Especially strategy. if it's Bernie and Especially Trump. because those are two diametrically opposed ideals. Those philosophies can't be any further. Because here's the thing. We really have four parties right now if you look at this thing. We have, we have Republicans, we have Democrats, and then we have the Trumps and the Sanders. 
All right. So there, there's and I'm not doing that to say they're further out, right or left. But it's really because that's a group of people that don't make sense. They're not Democrats. And the folks that are truly MAGA people, they're not Republicans. They're really not. They could care less. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing comes together. I, I Again, I go back to Milwaukee on fire. I see it in flames prophetically. Uh, it's not going to be good. I think Klobuchar and Buttigieg are going to have to do a little mud wrestling thing to see who's going to get the vice president nod because I think it's going to be either a gay man or a female. And, you know, it's just unusual. I mean, two hours before uh, two hours before he pulls out, he's talking about how the power he's got going into Super Tuesday, Buttigieg. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's out. So there's brokering going on. It's a weird little philosophy. I've never known Buttigieg to pull out early. I'm not going to go there with that joke. Just you just me. did. It's, it's there. You well, you're already in town. You're sitting down. <laughs> uh, Glenn, He's you know. building a building in the center of it. You're <laughs> occupying space. Office people are moving in. There's so much further I could go, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is the support for Joe Biden coming uh, at the time where, even over the weekend, he continues to make these gaffes. Now, this one uh, that he made over the weekend, by itself, you could say, okay, it's he's had a long day, a long morning. It was up, you know, he was up early. But put into context with all of the other things uh, that he, crazy Joe Biden has said, this is just one of many. Here's Joe Biden calling Chris Wallace uh, Chuck. I can hardly wait to debate him on stage. I want to, I want people to see me standing next to him and him standing next to me. <laughs> we'll see who's sleepy. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, thank you. Thanks for your time. Please come back in less than 13 years, sir. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Chris, I mean, but anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. No, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. I tell you what, man, these are back to back. Anyway, no, it's I don't okay. know how you do it early in the morning, too. Sa- safe, tra- you, safe travels on the campaign it. trail. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh. We'll see who's sleepy, huh? Yes, we'll see who's we'll sleepy. Let me tell you something, Horace. <laughs> Horace. <laughs> Horace. That's a name, too, that was popular when he was young. Yeah, back when he was a kid, you yeah, know, yeah. Corn Pop, Horace, all the Esther Williams. <laughs> Glenn, I mean... Like I said, if it's just that one, it's a single solitary yeah, gap, like, it's fine. If but. you're like, look, it's early in the morning, it's Sunday morning, he probably just did Chuck Todd. And they, yeah. they, every, all of these things run one into another. You can kind of understand, but not yeah. something you say, especially <laughs> after you'll, we'll see you, sleepy. We'll see. Who's he sleeping. didn't catch the mistake either until Chris said something. He, he yeah. was just going to let it go. So and you can see his brain because you know he's got the handlers out there who are just like, Joe, you got to stop. And you know when he said it and he got corrected, you could hear him go, mother! <laughs> like you could see it in his eyes. He was just beating himself up. The poor guy. It was the most awake he had been all morning. Yeah. And he's young. 77. He's the yeah. youngest guy in the race. So spry. Crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. Look, here's Bernie. Here's Bernie in 24. Look, look at this. Right here. So there he is. That's him in 24. <laughs> Bernie 24. That's what he's going to look like. That is so funny. Where'd you get that? Our friends at politiflops.com. So yeah, funny. they got fun stuff. Right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, so 538 has their forecasted uh, predictions of who will win the Democratic nomination. Bernie, I just want to run through these numbers with you and, and get your thoughts on them. Bernie is now at 20.3 percent. Uh, Biden is at 14.6 percent. Bloomberg, 0.2. 
Poor Bloomberg is at point two. Warren and Klobuchar are both at less than point one percent, which Klobuchar obviously is not in the race anymore. But Warren, she's hanging on. She's still hanging on as of the time of this taping. Never know what kind of. Why Why wouldn't everybody has? (laughs) Why wouldn't she drop out if she's for Bernie Sanders? I think again, a deal. She's you waiting know? for that deal. No, I think she's actually, there's a possibility she's staying in until Bernie says, hey, I'll make you your vice president. Or she's waiting for the Democrats to come to her and say, hey, you know, you still have probably one more run in you. Mm. Um, but I don't understand why she's still in other than to. There's no justification for her to stay in now, but after Super Tuesday, when she finishes third, fourth, or wherever she ends up, I mean, how can she keep spending people's money like that? I mean, she's already been in debt. She's already run out of... Women are really good at spending other people's money. (laughs) I can't say that. What? Because I'm not... Yeah, I would never say anything I'm a woman. I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chad, you have to believe there is a lot of pressure on Warren to... uh, And she came out, uh, I guess it was over the weekend, and she said, we've got enough that we can make it through all the way. We can run this thing all the way. But again, I go back to Buttigieg, who two hours before he drops out is talking about how he's going to go to Super Tuesday. It's all just rhetoric at this point. Yeah, she's got to be out of that thing. Look, they've been doing all they can to get it down to two geriatric, senile white guys. Old white men. That's, and so let's just go ahead and get it down to that yeah, we've point. We've got women and minorities and gay people just dropping like flies just to get to these <laughs> 75-plus-year-old yeah. white men. They're it's, so well really well, after the, their, 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 their view of America is so dynamic <laughs> and new and young and, <laughs> and vibrant. That's true, Joe Wilson. Biden remembering the days of segregation when people <laughs> got along, you know. <laughs> uh, back in a minute with more. But first, I want to talk to you about Bambi. So those of you small business owners know when you're running a business, HR issues can seriously just kill you. Uh, You've got like wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. There are so many things to stay on top of and keep track of. And HR manager salaries, it's like an average of $70,000 a year. They're not cheap. So Bambi, it's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses like yours. They give you a dedicated HR manager. They can craft your HR policy. They maintain your compliance all for $99 a month. That's a steal and it can keep you out of headaches and lawsuits and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Bambi can change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Of course, the HR manager is available by phone, email, real-time chat. Uh, From onboarding to terminations, they can customize your policies and help you manage your employees day-to-day. Like I said, $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees. Cancel anytime you want, but you're not going to want to because Bambi is so valuable to your small business. Let Bambi help you get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com matters right now. Schedule your free HR audit. Trust me, it's free and it's worth it. That is B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash matters. Bambi.com slash matters. Before we move on from this topic, Chad, you mentioned earlier um, if if this goes to a brokered convention, you you really think Milwaukee is just going to go down in flames? Said it over Literally? and over. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think potentially so. I, I think it's it's been said, it's been threatened. You know, on the secret mic, secret cams, these kind of things. It, it, this is a different 
This is a different genre of people here who are for Bernie. I mean, this is a group of folks who, by God, after 2016, we're not letting this happen again. We've already seen how they've demonstrated it, and it's just not going to be a good, good thing. I've said over and over again, you, you talk about civil war, revolution, all these catchphrases we throw around talking about going at each other's throats. I've said it's not going to be between Democrats and Republicans. It's going to be the left versus the left. Mm-hmm. That house of cards coming at itself. It's going to self-implode. Glenn, you just did a special on this last week. Mm-hmm. Part of me is sometimes I, I watch these undercover videos, right, that were put out by Project Veritas, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty scary that these guys are talking like this. And then part of me is like, these guys aren't going to do anything. Well, <laughs> hello, Mama Hitler, who was like, hey, my son, he's a nice boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's I not. just mean, do they really have the balls to go through with it? Absolutely, you they think? do. Absolutely. Now, how many of them are there? Yeah. Don't know. I think, I think in our society, there is probably 5% of people who just want to burn this down. Just, they don't care. They just will, they'll burn it down. Um, if Bernie can captivate people and get them to think that the, this is going to be a stretch, that the Democratic Party is unfair, slanted, you know, stopping people from, you know, living their dream, I think a lot of young people will go to Bernie Sanders and would stand on the street to fight the oppressor and, you know, fight though you're, the Democrats have become fascists. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something about socialists. They get violent. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take their lead from him, and he hasn't shown any indication that he's willing to kind of temper that down. He's made it very clear <laughs> that he's against Democrats just as much as he's against Republicans. Yeah. And so if this goes wrong, he's just going to kind of let them do what they do. I don't see him coming out to say, hey, guys, stop. Let's all support Joe Biden. I don't see that coming. Yeah. I saw, I saw a big oh. – it was supposed to be a big story on Twitter about um, Bernie Sanders and how it was just this big revelation that he had come out and said that he was anti-charity that he preferred that the government be, and I'm like, yeah, he's, that's kind of of been his whole policy (laughs) platform thing for a while now. Is this supposed (laughs) to be a shock to us? And when they have that convention, I mean, it's amazing that Barack Obama is just (coughs) deathly silent on the whole thing, right? No, he's going to come out soon. (laughs) No, he said, I mean, I'm not ready yet. Well, I'll come out soon and support one of these candidates. Well, when? After the convention is over? it's all said and done. I mean, Mm -hmm. the former president obviously is going to come speak at the convention. Mm. You know, I mean, how awkward is that if you haven't endorsed somebody leading up to that convention? So I don't understand. I mean, he says he's going to, but I don't know. That's what I would do if I was him. Why why insert yourself into the mess? (laughs) Exactly right. Do the safe Mm -hmm. thing. For his own personal reputation and for just the stress of the situation. Just wait till the winners and and do that. Eight years of just being torn apart. Why not spend the rest of your life just being like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to get involved and, uh, and just be that elder statesman that can rake in the money. Everybody loves you. Why would you get involved? And I think I could be wrong, but I don't think he endorsed Hillary until after she had secured the nomination. I mean, we knew like what side he was on, but I don't think he came out and said anything because again, why, why put yourself through that? What does he gain from that? And plus, he's in the business of being a celebrity. He was a politician in order to become a celebrity, and you can't ruin your reputation by picking the wrong person. Mm-hmm. However, how would Hollywood look at you? Mm. And he, that matters to him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to the United States. 
They have signed a historic peace deal with the Taliban. Now, Mike Pompeo has he's given kind of a cautious tone uh, upon this agreement. He's, what, we can't trust the Taliban? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what would give him that impression. Right, just yeah. said, 20 years of war. Right. He said, we will closely watch uh, the Taliban's compliance with their commitments and calibrate the pace of our withdrawal to their actions. This is how we will ensure that Afghanistan never again serves as a base for international uh-huh. terrorists. You don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. And um, I did something at the end of the show. I think we tweeted it out um, just specifically to the veterans. I mean, if you're a veteran, I don't know how you're dealing with this Mm. today. You didn't go over there to fight to do a peace deal with the Taliban. You know exactly who those people are. And you probably lost a lot of friends um, and, uh, and went through a lot. The problem is, is that the job was reassigned. The job was go get them, and you did, and you did a great job. Then it became, let's build a nation. Let's help them see the light. No, it's not our job. You can free people and say, here, it's broken. Now, here's what we recommend, and we'll help you all, uh, all the way if we can. Not with the use of our military, but here you go. Now you, what are you going to do with it? What do they do with it? What do they do with it? They, they've got the Taliban right back into the situation to where they were when we started this thing. It's time to go home. Yeah. What, it's time what to struck go me home. was just hearing this headline and thinking about how 19 years ago, how this would have sounded. Peace deal with the Taliban. You know, it just seems crazy. It seems insane to hear that. And you want the troops to come home. You want to be able to get out of this. But there's not a good way for it to just happen, I don't think. There's not a good way that's going to make us all feel good about it because of how much we've wasted and invested in this situation and the goal that we set out that we said we want out of it. It's not going to happen that way. There's not just going to be a perfect utopia there and we leave and say, good job, you know, we did it. And so it's going to be messy either way. Yeah, Chad, uh, the, the day after they announced this peace treaty, the Taliban actually announced it would resume offensive operations against uh, Afghanistan government forces and have already uh they've already struck them and there's what three dead and 11 injured well it says glenn said now we're handing it back to them that's what they're going to do with it Mm -hmm. this is what they're going to do with it you know i think we're learned we've learned the hard way and i echo we though really well the thing we've the american people have the american people i think have but the government this war of ideologies is not going to be one in a conventional way. We've learned that. That's what we've been up against. It's not something you just go out and drop bombs on. It's going to continue to replenish as long as these people have babies and they grow up generation after generation. It's all it's been for thousands of years in that place. And I know that sounds cliche at this point, and I can't echo your sentiment strongly enough. You're right. What do you say to the serviceman and woman who's been over there, lost their friends, came back with PTS or any other injury that's going on, and they're still living with that battle in their brain? And what we did is said, oh, you know, yeah, you did this to us, but mm, there you go. Have at it. There's 19 years. It's gone. It, and at what point in time does America go back to having clear and decisive victories when we go into military altercations? We don't do that anymore. It's like we're trying to play diplomatic war, and that's ridiculous. No. Explain. I can't recommend this book highly enough. Written in 1962 called Tragedy and Hope. And um, it was written by a uh, professor at um, Harvard. He was the guy who was uh, the uh, advisor to Truman. Eisenhower, um, Kennedy, then not for Johnson, then back for Nixon, and I think Ford. 
He was a guy who was there, helped build Brexit, or not Brexit, um, uh, the, the, um, oh, the monetary system that we have, Brenton Woods. And he said, we're building a world. The tragedy is two world wars. The hope is we've now tied each other together economically so now no one can have a real victory and pound the other one into the sand because we all collapse. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's happening is we, we to stop the Cold War, to stop being vaporized, mm-hmm. we came up with a system. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. As coronavirus is now showing us, just that little enemy of the world order is disrupting it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll all collapse together if that happens to get horrible. But that whole philosophy of mutually assured destruction was in some ways a success and in other ways brought us to globalism and is a massive, massive failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of coronavirus, the death toll from coronavirus in Washington state rises to six. More on that when we come back. Wow. Coronavirus has now killed uh, six people in Washington state. Uh, and I believe that these now there's a total number of confirmed COVID-19 instances in Washington. It's 18 and six people have now died. That's a pretty high number of deaths. So we don't know because how many people have had it. There's only been 457 tests that have been done on Americans. We all might be carrying this right now. We and all just be might be asymptomatic. Be asymptomatic, yeah. but also be be somebody who has already gone through it, mm-hmm. and it passed because our healthcare system is better here, um, and it's it didn't affect us. We don't know how many people are actually carrying it. I mean, the weekend this weekend it was like this may already be here and be spread. Yeah, <laughs> really, you think so? <laughs> so it may already have been manifest throughout, but we only did 450 plus tests out of all of America, 450 tests. Mm. We, don't, we haven't tested anybody. You're getting sick. You're going to the hospital. Oh, you got the flu. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be the coronavirus and might have been three weeks ago. We just don't know it. And we're all going to get it. We're all going to get it. We're just not all going to die from it. But it's, this is going to be around for a very, very long time. And it's, it's already, go ahead. It's already been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You pull out your antibacterial wipes, whether it's your Clorox or Lysol or whatever, it's right there on the list. It kills coronavirus. It's been around. Well, this a, is a, it's a di- different strain. Different I get strain. that. Yeah. And, coronavirus and believe, is a, is, has yeah. been around forever. This is a different strain. There's no question about it. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking we could cure this right now if the media would shut up about it. So can I tell you something on this? <laughs> you know what's amazing is... You know, they're saying that Donald Trump, oh my gosh, Donald Trump's not doing enough. You know, this, I think it was the swine flu that came over here under Obama, mm-hmm. had the swine flu. There were 1,000 Americans that had died in country before he released $1.5 billion. Trump just released $2.5 billion, and at the time, no one had died. Mm. And how is Trump getting it? He's not doing enough. A thousand people versus zero and a billion dollars more. What what do you want him to do? Mm-hmm. That's, I, Aaron, are you offended by his obvious racism? A little bit, but we'll, we'll put that aside. <laughs> you know, 
we'll talk about that off the air. I don't want to put him out there like that. But wait, I didn't. You're not allowed to criticize. President don't worry about it, Glenn. That's we'll my, pre- that's my president, Glenn. No. Well, wait, I. <laughs> I think we the, will judge it. The concern is. I think things are maybe going to be a little bit worse than they have to be. It's nothing to panic about, but things yeah. are probably going to be a little bit worse than they have to be because the testing situation is so sketchy right now where people are going to the doctor and they can't even get a test if they want it. And because of that, there might be some more people that maybe get it or die that didn't have to necessarily, and I hope that they get that up to speed. It sounds like they are, um, but that's, that's the concern I have right now is that people probably have it and it's being misidentified because the CDC just is having trouble getting accurate, verifiable tests out to people. Well, or, I mean, if you listen to the media and you listen to the panic that, you know, they're trying to make everyone, uh, you know, follow, you may not think that you even have a chance of having coronavirus unless you are deathly ill, right? And you could, like like Glenn said, you know, you could either be asymptomatic or just have some sort of virus that you yeah. think you're just going to sleep in bed and sleep off and right. you don't there's, go get tested. There's a ton of misinformation about it. I mean, all indications are that this is a very treatable situation that most people can handle without any problem at all and that people who are older or have other conditions, they might be threatened by it. But th- there's nothing to be scared about but the panic with the stock market and people clearing the shelves at the grocery stores. All that fuels a lot of strange behavior that's going to make this a bigger thing than it really needs drink to be. Drink whiskey. Just drink whiskey. That's all you got to do. They just, you know, a little bit every night. Kills everything. Kills everything, including your liver. Hey, <laughs> you know, my mother-in-law, she, she doesn't like Trump, and she's always made fun of my prepping in the food storage and stuff. But now recently she's been coming around going, do you have any of those masks I could borrow? Do you have enough food for me to eat? If <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can sit and watch no. me. No, the Surgeon General said stop buying the masks. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, you I listen, I sold those I, as a business in in industrial sales years ago. That was my career. I was with a you know, I specialized in these masks and and fit testing these masks and these places. You just put an N95 mask over your face, it might block what you have, mm. but it's not protecting you from the stuff that's coming your way. It's yeah. just not. I mean, there's yeah. too there's many a lot of people who are waiting in line in China that would be very upset to hear that. <laughs> there are. Trust me, like just go to the airport jumping and over see each it. other to well, get last word. I just love the Surgeon General who this weekend said, "Okay, can we stop with the masks?" <laughs> I mean, it was it was almost that exact phrase. Okay, seriously, stop, America, stop. <laughs> yeah. Wash your damn hands every once in a while. All right, all right. enough with the masks. Back Two in a minutes. Minute. <laughs> Two minutes. Wash your hands. It's a long time. Which we Two, teach our kindergartners. Friday's poll was uh, which 2020 Democrat is the most fake. Elizabeth Warren ran away with this one. No surprise there. 64 percent. Pete Buttigieg, R.I.P. Pete Buttigieg, is uh, second at 27 percent, followed by Joe Biden at 8 percent and Amy Klobuchar at 2 percent. Who would have thought that Friday two of these people were still in the race and uh, today, just Monday, they're just gone right before our very eyes. So sad. Uh, Today's poll, who will benefit the most from Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg dropping out? Joe Biden. Tom Sawyer's not in this. Wow. Because nobody's voting for Tom's like, I don't know. Who should I vote for? Or Tom Steyer, his one one voter. Uh, Who will benefit the most from Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg dropping out? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, or Mike Bloomberg? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah, that's easy. 
They're yes. both endorsing him. It's just more momentum for him. Yeah, no question about that. Let us know what you think. Uh, certainly not Elizabeth Warren, who I think all, all eyes are on her at this point. All the pressure is on her to, uh, you know what, or get off the pot. Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Also, we've got Super Tuesday coverage coming up Tomorrow, um, it's going to be from 8 to 11 Eastern. There will be some familiar faces on I don't know the what show. you're talking about. You don't? No. Oh, I heard you were going to be there. I'm going to be there. I think you're going to be there. I'm going to be, you're gonna be gonna there. Be there. Are you going to be there? I haven't there? been invited, so. Well, well, this, well, this is, is awkward. awkward. Wow. 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 No, what party? We don't have a party. <laughs> Glenn's, Glenn's racist. He's not just it's, trying to overcompensate. I mean, it's pretty obvious now. <laughs> Well, of course you're invited her. Hey, get the black out of the building. <laughs> it's dirty. Yeah. I've got my black friend. Make we sure all have the same one. <laughs> and nobody invited him to the party tomorrow. Yeah, we're- Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.